Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift, drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Manny, you know when you know you've worked too long? When's that? The Minnesota Twins are starting their 58th spring training today first day pitchers catchers report might be the earliest ever by the way the season uh is uh, winds up in florida as early as i can ever remember march 25th uh so this is the did i say 57 58 58 the 58th spring training for the twins i've missed 14 of them wow (laughs) <laughs> That's it, huh? 1961 to 1973, of course, I didn't. And then I missed one since then, since 1974. That's I've fantastic. I've missed one spring training. Uh, that was, I believe, 1990, uh, which was the last year in Orlando when uh, Clem went to the Sweet 16. I had uh, scheduled myself for, that was back when I'd go up for about 10 days, and I had scheduled myself to go after the first. I thought Clem might have a team that would get through the, you know, would play in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. That was what, but, 80, uh, what year did Clem in, go to Sweet 16, 89? Uh, 89, uh, 90. 90 uh, okay. 89, he went to the tournament and then lost to Duke in the second round. Okay. They did a lot of flopping and they beat the Gophers. But, <laughs> uh, uh, and then in 90, uh, they uh, went to the Sweet 16, and uh, of course we went to the regional final, went to the uh, final eight. But that I think I was that I had scheduled myself to be down here for about ten days uh, over that period. Uh, but when Clem made it to the Sweet 16, I went to the uh, I went to the uh, NCAA basketball tournament in New Orleans, where Richard Coffey hit me, kicked me in the head <laughs> with uh, both of his tennis shoes. But uh, that was the only one I missed. Now, I've always said, however, the uh, strike year, 95, 95, 94, the season ends. 95, they're still on strike, and they tried the replacement players. Mm-hmm. And then they <laughs> they were getting close to starting the season with these poor devils, which would have been, would have made, would have made NFL scab ball. In 82, 
what when was when did they uh no 81 was the first strike and when did they try well, 82 to... they had the nine game season right and okay yeah had the scab 87 players. was yeah. the scab players this would have made the nfl's version of scab football look like <laughs> look like look like uh put it in the hall of fame by comparison because so, it so would was not this have... like was this like in, May, in the first movie of Major League where Lou Brown is just oh, looking around oh, and yeah. saying, who oh, the hell are these guys? Yes, it would have been everyone. <laughs> they, that, that team uh, would have uh, looked, I mean, nice guys, good guys, taking their last shot, you know, taking their only shot. Yeah. But town team guys, you know, from Minnesota and 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 fellas like that. And, uh, and it, it would have been awful. And finally... The uh, the judge was it the judge or the arbitrator ruled that they uh, this was a violation of the uh, of the of the work rules and then they shut her down. They before about a week before, much to the relief of Tom Kelly, who was so embarrassed by the product he was going <laughs> to put on, and then they. So they opened the camps for the real players, and then they waited. And the season, that was a 144-game season, so they missed 18 games. So uh, they opened the camp in April. And I I had been down for the first, uh, you know, when camp started with the uh, replacement guys and went back and then came back for the real uh, real spring training that year. So uh, it was... Uh, uh, you know, that, so I actually was there twice this year. So the, that made up for the one I missed. But uh, I've uh, that frightened me today when I realized the Twins have been doing this for 58 years, and I've been at 44 of them. <laughs> I've been here for 44 of them. They've been out of Orlando since 91. They came down here. I went to uh, 16 spring trainings in Orlando before I came down here. So uh, I've always said spring training is the greatest invention in the history of American sports writing because it gets you out of, uh, you know, Minnesota in March, at least for northern teams. But today, wow, I walked in that clubhouse today, and there are 40 stories in there waiting to be written. What a different group of guys. There's just a... It's just a different group of guys. You have no idea where they're going with their pitching. And they have so many coaches walking around. Lavelle said he, I was talking to Lavelle, he said he counted up 10 new coaches, guys who weren't here last year. Uh, you know, not major league coaches, but the invited the invited to camp coaches, the coaches from the minor leagues who are invited to be part of the the uh, the, the coaching staff before the minor league camp opens, that there's uh, there, there's there's dozens of them walking around. It is such a different operation than it uh, was. Uh, and and my I've I think I've said this before, but my definition of what how things have changed and how it's hardcore analytics as far as can this guy play or not okay mm-hmm. is he a major leaguer or is he not and my definition of that is last year Buonho Park had a great spring his swing looked better to all of us novices you know all of us observers yeah uh it looked like he was on the ball and these guys everything they all their analytics said that he didn't have the bat speed to hit in the major leagues. And wow. this was the only time in my 
from dating to 1974, when I first went to spring training, that he would not have made the team. That every other year, a guy has a spring like that, they would have been raving about him, yeah. and he would have made the team. And they would have, would have been, have, you wouldn't have even noticed the bat speed because it's like, yeah. wow, he's hitting, he's, he's hitting killing 75 it. in spring. He's so killing he's doing it. Something and, right. and they were right. He went to uh, Rochester and hit 230, you know. Now do we he, know do we know what happened to him? Did he go yeah, back he overseas? Took a buy, and... Yeah, he's back in Korea. He he did the same thing Nishioka did. He came to them and said, Let me go home. And uh he yeah. did. Now he was not as uh big of a bust as uh I mean he was Nishioka was absolutely couldn't play. This guy just Nishioka couldn't, couldn't do anything. No, he couldn't do anything. This guy just couldn't catch up with a fastball. So yeah, and uh, you know, just couldn't hit a big league fastball. But what I I guess what I'm saying is spring training. They what you see in spring training is not what they see. The the, the modern the, they're looking these at something guys, completely different. They're looking for movement. They're looking for on pitches. I mean, the twin Kelly always was a big movement guy but they're looking at stuff that registers that tells them that this guy has a chance to succeed in the big leagues and uh and they also use those 40 those roster spots they spent more shuffling players back and forth from the minor leagues last year than Terry Ryan spent in his career. <laughs> they used the spots. Uh, they probably spent more money in the front office and travel and shuffling players around than uh, Terry spent in five years. And just that's just the way they. This is a modern look at baseball, and it's completely different. And you're seeing it too with just like with free agency and everything. Like these guys are not. We we've talked about it already on this show. Like. They're they're just not these front office guys are not going to pay these free agents these long term contracts. No, they when don't they, wanna, they, they don't figure that it. this guy is going to be cooked by he's thirty you know by the time he's thirty five years old. Yep, and uh, of course you know Thad Levine basically uh, said this the other day. So, all right, we uh, shall return. This is the ride with Ricey. Down low, Jackson, Jackson working. Oh, beautiful pass in the interior to Nick Ward, who slams it in. That was a gorgeous inside pass. Harden for three, right on cue. 19 of them tonight. Timeout, Minnesota. Harden for three. Good gracious. And you know, noted philosopher Donatus Motiunas once said, if you're afraid of wolves, don't go in the woods. Uh, anybody hear Alan Horton last night describing the barrage of three-pointers? Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to Alan, but... Uh, so, uh, is this a world record uh, for one city in one evening? Because uh, the uh, Rockets made 22 threes, yes. which is normal for them. That's a, that's a normal night for them. Yep. And... The Michigan State Spartans made 14. Three miles away, they made 14. Oh, my gosh. 36 threes. That's got to be a record, doesn't it, in one city? Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. It is. Well, Michigan State, the poor Gophers, as horrible as they are, come out and Michigan State made, what, their first seven or eight threes? They made them all. And, yeah. Uh, they were open, but they made them all. And... Uh, 
that was I now I didn't get to see the Gopher game, but uh, Suhan did quite a number on uh, Wiggy today, and by all accounts, Wiggy probably deserves it. He missed his first twelve shots. Yeah, he finished two for fourteen, and uh, he was not good last night at all. Mm-hmm. Now was uh, did we have the uh, we got we got the serious body language problem? Is it uh, does he not is he not chasing anybody to guard them? What the what 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 are well, we uh, inter- what are we doing here? The interesting thing is his defense has actually improved from last year. Now his defense was horrid last year. I mean, it was mm-hmm. you, you yes. can't even get any worse than what it was last year. So it's easy to improve upon it. But but he has gotten legitimately better defensively. But there's just times where he just. He what? will settle for those long jumpers when he should be attacking the rim more. And that, what that's happened what... to his shooting, though? He can't make jump shots now. I don't know. What, and, what the and the hell? free throw I mean, he shooting. He made some jump shots last year. We, you know, one reason you brought him back is he could get a shot anytime he wanted. Now they're going to let him take a shot anytime he wants because he can't. What's he shooting? 40%? 38? Uh, he's brutal. He's in the lower 40s. The the three-point percentage, I think he's down to about 32% from three. And he can't make a free throw yet. That yeah. is, that's that's He's in the 60s in, in his free throw percentage, too, so that's, that's unexplainable. not good. That's unexplainable. We got uh, to get the shooting coach. What was Flip's shooting coach guy a couple of years ago? We let him oh, go. Yeah. The, the, the magician. Somebody's got to come back and fix this guy. Yeah. We got too much money invested in him. But and to go with the Gophers, uh, I watched most of that. It was it was horrifying. What's amazing is they could not get a rebound. What were the rebounds? Forty eight twenty two, I think. Forty seven twenty two. I'll look it up right like now. That. Here, it was just incredible. They they never came close to getting a rebound. Murphy couldn't. He might have gotten a four or five, but uh, it was just absolutely brutal. I think What's... it was forty forty seven twenty two. So. I know Doogie has said on multiple occasions that he thinks Patino is going to be safe after oh, this year. Oh, I think he's safe too. Okay, unless this Reggie Lynch thing really blows up, and I don't think it will. But mm-hmm. I think he's safe. But uh, uh, and you know they could again they could be good next year. But you're going to have uh, he is now thirty and fifty seven in the Big Ten oh. in five years. Forty-nine twenty-two were the rebounds. Forty-nine twenty-two. Thirty-four fifteen in defensive rebounds last night. Oh, they they never never absolutely never had a how many offensive rebounds the Gophers have about three. Uh seven. They had that many. Huh? They must have been long. Michigan State had thing. fifteen offensive rebounds. You know, I I didn't even think Michigan State played great, but. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they were making shots. They made shots early, but they had long stretches where they were getting open fifteen footers and not making them. But uh, the but you can are, you can see the, a, you can see the difference too. Like just what you know, being able to hit three pointers can do for you. I mean, you, you see it with the Rockets and the Wolves last night. But yeah, there's even, forty eight point difference on threes. Go go beat them. Yeah, when, I mean when you, they're outscoring you by forty eight on threes. Yeah, I mean it's it's just tough. Even like Michigan State last night, fourteen made threes to eight. I mean that's 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 what six more threes, so that's eighteen more points just on three points. Yeah, alone. and when the game was and the go and the Gophers threw about three in late, you know. Right. But when the game was uh, incredibly decided, but uh, my friend Babu, uh, I saw tweeted out a couple of pictures of the. Uh, what the or a little video of what the uh, arena looked like with about five minutes to go. Pretty empty. Now they announced twelve. I'm sure they had ten, but <laughs> they probably had about twelve hundred uh, by the time uh, by the time she was over. And if you stayed, 
you're an idiot unless you're a Michigan State fan. That was as unwatchable as a Gopher basketball game has ever been. And it was pretty much – I know the Gophers kind of finished the first half on a little bit of a spurt, or they started the second half mm-hmm. a little bit on a spurt and maybe closed it to, what, 15? Mm-hmm. But there, there was that game was over early. Oh, no, yes. Uh, well, the funny thing is the Gophers were down 15 the first – seven eight minutes and they got every call they got about six straight calls mm-hmm. that uh Izzo was if it was a close game Izzo probably would have gotten teed up but uh it was wow it was then, it, it was the same thing with the wolves game last night too they they get to within four with like five minutes left and then all of a sudden the rockets just boom 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 boom, boom, boom. boom. They, just, they hit like four, four threes in a row ryan anderson yes. hit a couple right yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins stepped on an eye. Looked at the paper play by play. Wiggins stepped on an out of bounds line. They missed two shots, and they gave up twelve points. Yeah, you know? all mean, in the they, span of like a it, minute. Yeah, 10. yeah, they were they were close, and then boom, 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 boom. And then Ryan Anderson. I saw that the uh, Rockets were waving towels at him to cool him off. He was throwing them <laughs> in for memory. And now they're getting Joe Johnson in there. Another one. Yeah, you can't beat our the go the Timberwolves cannot beat that team. No, there's there's no way they can possibly beat them because, you know, the answer isn't for the Timberwolves to go out and shoot more threes. They, you know, to try to keep up with them shooting threes, but they can't. You can't guard every one of those guys on the perimeter. You can't. You know, if if you you got to give extra attention to Harden, and if you try to guard everybody on the perimeter, you you got no shot. Pat, they got Town, they let Towns score as many. They let Towns do whatever he wanted Towns to. Towns and, and They make, said you guys can do whatever you yeah, want because yeah, you can't stop make, us. Didn't make any difference. Well, Pat, they real. got the Rockets have Luke Bamute draining threes. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn for that half season that he was here. Oh no! Like he couldn't uh, hit any. He couldn't hit any, anything outside of twelve feet, and now he's in Houston and he's draining threes all over the place. How many did they shoot? 40, did they shoot forty-seven? I think I think it was forty-eight. They were twenty-two out of forty-eight. Yeah, so that's uh, forty-eight threes, uh, and that's a normal night for them. We were talking about it yesterday. You were telling me that they had. Uh, that's but uh, that's that's Mike D'Antoni says. Uh, I don't like two pointers. Just throw yeah. it up. He said the only two pointers that he wants his guys taking are layups and dunks. So Otherwise, what do you, do? you take three point shots. So now these guys got to play them twice more in the next eleven days. Uh, as we were talking yesterday, there's a there's. There's those three, two games with them, Golden State. There's five or six games they can't win. So they better win the games like the Lakers Thursday night. Yeah. Well, you know, they got otherwise, you know, don't look now. But if you go out of the, let's say you go two and 10 in this stretch, which is possible, you're now fighting to get to the playoffs. You're not, you know, you're not a cinch to go to the playoffs because there's some teams. There's about five teams that are Utah's playing crazy, and uh, there's a bunch of teams playing good. You could end up not making the playoffs. What a disaster that would be. Wow. We we talked about this on the podcast last night. We did a Wolves podcast last night, and we were looking at just you know the way they performed on the road. They're 12 and 18 on the road, yes. and they have played. So you got seven teams in the Eastern Conference that are out of the playoffs right now. Yes. All right, Detroit, Charlotte, New York, Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando, Atlanta. They have played all seven of those teams on the. Or they've played all of those teams except New York, on the road, and they've uh, lost. One they've, and five. And, and, no, they've lost all of them. 
Oh. Except for New York. They haven't played the Knicks on well, the road yet. Season right but they there. lost to Detroit, Charlotte, Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando, and Atlanta all on the road. How about Detroit? They go and get Blake Griffin, and now they're... Uh, they started they're, out okay, but now they've yeah, lost they've three in got, a row. Lost three in a row. And uh, I watched a little of the Heat last night against Toronto. Look at their... What's their record? Toronto is the best in the East. Toronto's right? 40 and 16, yes. 40 and 16. Yeah, yeah they're, they're good. They're good. Dwayne Casey. Yes. We didn't they, need him. They, uh, have our boys uh, gone there and gotten beat yet? Yes. Yeah, they did already. Yeah. They, there, they right? split with Toronto this year. I don't know. I uh, I think the Wolves' main problem is they're not all that good. You know, they're they're okay, but they're, you know. They've got just... some flaws, and, and we're at a point in the season now where teams are going to start exploiting a lot of those flaws, and so they better get some mm-hmm. of that stuff shored up. Well. Uh, Teague goes and gets his. Teague has one of his good games. It's just one of those games they let him go into the lane, I suppose, and do what he wanted to do, huh? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, because well, the Rockets are perfectly fine with trading, <laughs> trading twos if they're going to drain threes, threes all over the yes, place. So, right. yeah. Well, it's uh, it was quite a night for hoops in Minneapolis. It was uh, every everybody left disgusted uh, from the uh, arenas in town. We shall return. Uh, Johnny Height will give us a update on the Olympics. Johnny, do we have any more updates on that school shooting? We do. I can give you that in one second. Let me tell you first this update sponsored by Staples. Uh, Staples has low prices on everything your business needs to clear the clutter this year, like bankers' boxes, file folders, and storage bins. Less mess mess equals more success. Visit staples.com for more. Staples, it's pro time. Uh, Before we get to the sports, here is the latest on that shooting in Florida. It happened at Stoneman Douglas High School. That's in Parkland, Florida. There are at least two dead between 14 to 20 injuries. Uh, Those are the numbers being reported by several news agencies, and uh, it is expected uh, that could change, of course. The superintendent of schools said in an interview with CNN uh, there are numerous fatalities. The shooter is in custody. Broward County Sheriff says he was arrested away from the school but would give no further details. He's not been identified, but reports say he's around 18 years old and a former student at that very same High school. Goodness gracious. So that's the latest we know now. And those numbers, obviously, well, will change, I would think. Uh, now, sports headlines. U.S. men's hockey team have lost their Olympic opener. They were defeated by Slovenia 3-2 to in overtime. U.S. led 2-zip leading into the third period, uh, but couldn't hang on. The U.S. now plays Slovakia on Friday. Medal count at this point? It was Germany in the lead with 12 medals total. Seven of those are gold. Uh, the U.S., they're tied in total medals for fifth place with seven. They do have four gold medals, the U.S., that is. Uh, to Half were the kings and queens of half pipe, that's right? That's right. And, and yeah. uh, artistic skiing. Thank God they added half pipe and uh, this other artistic <laughs> skiing. Because our other two are on the slope style or something, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that... I think all our uh, all our all our gold medals are on these uh, events that they added uh, a few years ago. So, did you see Sean White last night, Patrick? I didn't see him live, but I saw him. Uh, I saw him uh, earlier today. Yes, he's pretty good. Quite to run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twins pitchers and catchers working out today. A few other position players also showed up early. Uh, New closer, Fernando Rodney, not there today. He had a family emergency. Twins said his arrival's been delayed, but he should uh, probably be there tomorrow morning. Also absent today, as far as pitchers go, Kyle Gibson, his arbitration hearing, 
and Urban Santana, he had to visit the doctor, a follow-up to the surgery on his finger. We should probably get a Gibby, uh, Gibby uh, revelation mm-hmm. as to how he... It's amazing to me they went to arbitration for 350000 <laughs> Usually they just say, ah, we'll give you two hundred and forget it. But uh, there's uh, some people that think that uh, their practice, they're having this Daniel Adler kid who handles it for him now. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> practice for the bigger cases in the future. So... <laughs> Uh, former Twins news, the White Sox have agreed to a minor league deal with Hector Santiago. Ooh, so going to regret that. Homecoming for Hector, of course. Uh, he was drafted uh, by Chicago way back in 2006 in the 30th round. Hey, if you got a radio station down there in Chicago and you're looking for a weekly guest, <laughs> yeah, you might want to back off on Hector. He might bail on you halfway through the season. So. <laughs> Uh, Tito Francona has died, the dad of Indians manager Terry Francona. Uh, Those of us like me and Patrick who are old will remember Tito played in the major leagues from 1956 to 1970. 272 hitter with 125 career home runs. Six of his years in Cleveland, and that's yep. one reason T- uh, Terry Francona is so popular there because his father, in fact, he goes by his father's nickname, mm-hmm. Tito. They all call him Tito. You know what his uh, real name was? Uh, mm. John Patsy. His middle name was Patsy. Patsy. So he must have had an Irish mama or something. uh, Francona must have had an Irish mama. All I remember from uh, being a kid is always getting his baseball card. Oh, yes. He had the giant jaw in his cheeks. Yes, he did. (laughs) gigantic. Yep. They uh, they let you put the chewing tobacco in your photo back then. Yes, Things had changed a little. <laughs> Tomorrow night, the Wolves play the Lakers at the Target Center in a pregame ceremony. Flip Saunders, who coached the Wolves for 11 seasons, will be honored. Uh, some former players will be on hand, including a current Lakers assistant, Mark Madsen. A banner will be raised to the rafters in the arena. If you show up at the game as a fan, you will get a commemorative coin. Saunders used to make a coin for each season, giving it to players, members of the organization, and fans. And also special sneakers created for each player will be auctioned off post-game to benefit the Flip Saunders legacy. I didn't know know Mark Madsen was on Luke Walton's staff. He's an assistant. Oh. (laughs) Teaching him how to shoot that three. (laughs) Yeah. From the uh, Star Tribune, how about this story? Despite sky-high security at the Super Bowl, a top U.S. Bank Stadium official's cell phone was stolen as he tried to break up a fight. Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority Chairman Mike Vekic was conducting routine monitoring of the stadium on game day when he, along with other members of the security uh, staff, saw a fight between fans at the Super Bowl. His personal cell phone was taken as he and the security team defused the situation. That's what you get for being a big snoop. Just let a couple of drunks duke it out. Who cares? Uh, as of today, Vekic still doesn't have his phone back. That's a big stadium. It could be under a seat someplace, buddy. <laughs> Professional golfer Bill Haas hospitalized. Oof. Escaped serious injuries after a rollover crash in L.A. that killed the driver of the Ferrari he was riding in and injured the driver of BMW. The two cars collided on a residential block in the wealthy Pacific Palisades neighborhood about 6.30 last night, according to L.A. police officer James Stoughton. A third vehicle, driven by actor Luke Wilson, was clipped by the Ferrari. Wilson was not hurt. The Ferrari's driver, who died at the scene, was a member of the family that Haas was staying with. What's the secret? Tell us who the hell he was. It was hours ago, right? It was a 71-year-old gentleman. I don't have his name on it. Driving a Ferrari? Yes, yep. 
Rich, rich old guy, huh? Okay, they don't give us a name yet. Huh? Uh, there was a name. Uh, I do. I did not forget. Oh, okay. It with me. All right. They not everybody can drive a ten-year-old convertible, Patrick. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. But driving it uh, with caution, I'm not going to kill anybody. The 35-year-old Haas will withdraw from the Genesis Open and return home to South Carolina to recuperate. Uh, he was staying, uh, as I said, that man with that man who was killed in the crash, staying with that family for the tournament. Kenny, when you're down here, yeah. Even if your driving skills are somewhat diminished with age, you feel like you're a hell of a good driver compared to the rest of these idiots. You, you still have that urge to make the green light that the, that the others don't. Go. I wonder what age that urge dies. You know, if, when the urge if, dies, it's over for me. Is, I'm just done. Then. If I had $5 for every time yeah. I screamed, go, go you mother... <laughs> I'd be a rich. I'd be retired. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Hey, you're done for the day. Thank you. From the first walk through the first shoot around that we had before the Boston game, how fast they were able to pick up on things. Um, but when the communication is early, loud, and continuous, then it allows them to uh, be able to know what's going on behind them. And even if they make a mistake, when you're communicating, you can fly around and make up for it. So um, it's not surprising. Uh, this uh, Altman kid uh, who uh, ended up being the general manager of the Cavs by default, right? He was like the number three or four guy in the operation. They talked yep. to other people. They got rid of a bunch of guys. Got rid of they, David Griffin, their longtime yeah, GM. They got and... rid of Griffin, and then they talked to other people. There were rumors that other guys were coming in, and all of it. Is it Cody or Co- Co- Kobe? Uh, I think it's Kobe Altman. Oh, Kobe Altman. Well, all of a sudden, now Wojo's got a great piece on this uh, right now, posted at ESPN. Uh, about 10 days ago, Altman had all these uh, trades in the fire, right? Mm-hmm. But he went to LeBron, and he went to LeBron, and he said, before we do this, you got to promise me you're going to be engaged because you <laughs> haven't been engaged. So good for the kid. He had a lot of guts to do that. Yeah. And LeBron said, I'm in. And they made the trades, and uh, now the Cavs have had – they won two games before they made the trades, and then they've it started against our boys, right? Started when they beat the uh, beat Timberwolves the in overtime. Yeah, in the overtime down there, and uh, but last night they beat Oklahoma City, 120, 112, after beating the hell out of the Celtics. Both games on the road, by the way. LeBron goes for 37, but the new guys, uh, George Hill, starting now. Yep. Uh, he's playing point guard. Nance gets thir- off the bench. Nance gets 13. Uh, Hood gets 14. And uh, and uh, the 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 other guard, uh, Clayton, who's the guy they got? Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson from gets the 14. Yep. Yeah, 13, 14, and 14. And they're starting now because they got rid of, uh, they got rid of Jay Crowder. C.D. Osmond. Did you know anything about this guy? They signed him out of the Turkish League. Yeah, I knew a little uh, bit last about Last year, him. but he'd hard, he played just bits and pieces, hardly at all. Uh, he's now starting, and they, they're nine deep. You know who's done? You know who's gotten phased out? Corver. Kyle Car- Corver last night, eight yeah. minutes, 0 for 3. Uh, Tibbs. 
I know the trade deadline's uh, passed, but maybe you can call up somebody in Cleveland and tell them to release that guy. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think the only he, thing is I think they signed Kyle Corbett like a three-year contract in the oh, offseason, okay. so well, he'll be they, there they, for a little bit. They uh, they should have uh, they should have uh, maybe gotten involved in that one. But uh, you just announced to me before we went came back to this segment. Put mark it down. LeBron's going to his eighth straight NBA final. They look terrific, and I know it's just a couple of games with this new group, but usually when you overhaul a roster like that, it takes you a few games to to get going and get get in sync and everything. And, I mean, they they look terrific right now. And keep in mind, they're going to get Kevin Love back in a few weeks. And he's just going to add another... He'll be playing where C.D. Osmond is playing now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, now you're now you're 10 deep, right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and now you just you look at the way they're constructed now. Now they have they have shooters. They have defenders. They have they some versatility. Athletes. Yeah. They got, they got guys going up and down the floor. They play fast. I mean, this is, this is right. what they've wanted the Cavs to be this whole season. And Rodney Hood is, uh, you know, he's out of uh, what he thought was a, they were down on him in Utah. Mm-hmm. He's out of that situation. He's playing. Clarkson's had to play second fiddle to old goofy Lonzo, and uh, well, Lonzo's hurt now. But uh, it's uh, it is an amazing uh, turnaround very quickly. And boy, is that good for the NBA to have Le- LeBron. By the way, thirty-seven—a nice little neat thirty-seven. <laughs> a modest you know thirty-seven what? points. He's wearing down. He only played. He's, he's he only played forty minutes last night. You can't wear it. You can't wear these old guys down. Uh, you can't. You can't play them that many minutes. Meanwhile, tonight at home, the Utah Jazz will win their eleventh straight against the Phoenix Suns. They're home against Phoenix. And this is another incredible story. They make the trade with Cleveland. They give up Hill and Hood, but they get Jay Crowder back. And now all of a sudden he's playing well. I was reading another piece today. I'm not sure if Ricky's back tonight or not. But what you know what they did with Ricky? Uh, they told him to slow down instead yeah. of speed up and push everything. To slow down. When he went to the basket, uh get the ball higher when he went to the basket in his hand, uh, you know, instead of blowing all those shots. And uh, they they are still, defenders are still running away from him and allowing him to take shots, and he's making shots. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they've won. Uh, they're going to win their 11th straight, and they're, they're, uh, they, they're playing great. And you know Hayward left them, and uh, they were there were no expectations for them, and now it looks like they're going to be back in the playoffs too. The West is getting uh, goofy here now. And, uh, uh, the the East has gotten goofy with the Cavs, but the West is getting goofy too. So yeah, it's it's going to be tough. They're only if if you look at it too, the the Jazz I think are sitting in the eighth spot right now, the eighth or the ninth spot right now. And there are only three losses behind the Wolves in the loss column. And I just read today they got 25 games left and 15 of them are at home. Yeah. So they got the easiest schedule uh, left. So, uh, you know, I don't think the Wolfies could hold on to the number four spot. But uh, if they did and got to play Utah in the first round, that would be interesting. That would be a fun one. That would be be interesting, yes. But I don't think – I think the Woofies, when this is all said and done, are going to be hanging on for dear life when this 12-game stretch is over. So, anyway, we'll be back. And, uh, oh, this is a good this day in history.
Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick. And I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day from one sweetheart to another sweetheart. <laughs> you know how all this nonsense. Yesterday we gave you a little Galileo update, right? Uh, 1633. We're going way back this time. You know how all this started, this Valentine's Day thing? Uh, February 14th, around 19, 2000, uh, 270 A.D. 270. We don't, you know, this is early. This is a long time ago. This is a long time ago. They didn't have, they definitely didn't have indoor plumbing then. Uh, anyway, uh, Valentine, uh, uh, a gentleman named Valentine, who was a holy priest in Rome in the days of Empire Claudius II, was executed. They called this guy Claudius the Cruel, which is not a good name for an empire, right? I mean, emperor, that uh, kind of makes you think. But he wanted to maintain a strong army because he was in many bloody campaigns. So what he did, uh, Claudius believed that Roman men were unwilling to join the army because of their strong attachment to their wives and families. Undefeated, right? Undefeated, even back <laughs> Undefeated. then. To get rid of the problem. Claudius banned all marriages and engagements in Rome. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Uh, Valentine was arrested and dragged before the prefect of Rome, who condemned him to be beaten to death with clubs and Ooh. to have his head cut off. Ooh. The sentence was carried out on February 14th, honor about the year 270. And legend has it St. Valentine left a farewell note for the jailer's daughter, who had become his friend, and signed it, From your Valentine. So even beheadings had romance back then uh, in the year uh, 270. That is that is today in history. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face -face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.